Speaking of the Lansing area, Tim Stout, the Dean of Sports. Weekday mornings at 10 a.m. on the game, 7.30 a.m. The Huge Show is honored to be back live weekdays, 3 until 6 on the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing. And Tim is standing by in the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Happy New Year, my friend. Happy New Year, Bill. Same to you. All right, we'll get to the national championship game in a moment. But Izzo, uh, man, uh, this team since the Baylor game looking like a top 10 team. When they were four and five, Bill, I looked at their schedule. And I looked at some of these national basketball analysts, and they're all writing them off out of the tournament. We have a ways to go. There's two months. I get all that. But I thought they've lost to good teams. The games were close. They haven't played very well. But it is so doggone early. Then I looked at their schedule uh, after they got to four and five. Win, win. Win, 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 win. They're going to get through Penn State. They're going to win every single one of those games, which they've done. So that's five straight. So now they're nine and five. And I be I know everybody yaks about Northwestern. I get all that. I'd be stunned if State loses at Northwestern Sunday night. I, I just I think talent's talent. So I went through their schedule today on the air from here to now. That's assuming that their top guys don't get injured, and they tend to get injured year after year. So. To assume that none of those guys are going to get injured over the next two months is maybe wishful thinking on their part. However, if they are healthy, I, I just I'm I've never sold on all that hype for the Big Ten. I, I just I thought Penn State was awful. I thought State played well, but Penn State was awful. It was a combination last time. I mean, they beat them by 31. If I'd have had DraftKings with me, the game was 13. I had a friend say. Who would you take them 13? I said, State will cover that in five minutes. Penn State's awful. Now, I look ahead, and I, I don't see them, Bill, being worse in the Big Ten than 15 and 5, and possibly better than that. And they already were 0 2. So I don't see them in the league providing they're healthy to key players because they can lose other players because I think they've got some, some parts that'll fit in there. I just don't see how they're going to be worse than 15 and 5, which would make them 23 and 8. And they could be better than that because I just simply think when you look at who they play, they go to Illinois next week and that'll be hard. And they got to go to Purdue at the end of February and that'll be hard. I get that. Then they have some real game, but but I I think the the, the league's four teams in the and the little ten. I think there are four teams in the league, no particular order: Purdue, Illinois, Michigan State, and Wisconsin. I'm not going to Nebraska yet, even though they're eleven and two. They got to show me they can win on the road. So in a nutshell, that's what I'm thinking at this point. Yeah, I'm thinking the same thing. They're right there. Uh, league is. Deep with teams along the similar parallel, but there's no really standout team, and that even includes uh, Purdue. Tim Stout, Stout on Sports Weekday mornings, 10 a.m. on the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing. Huge show is back live weekdays at 3 on a.m. 7.30 in the capital city. Uh, Your thoughts on Michigan-Washington Monday night? I just think it's Michigan's year. I've got them 30 to 17, and I think it could be worse than that. I like Penix. Everybody likes Penix. I like Penix. What's not to like? I just think Washington has had a lot of things go its way in very close games. I just think Michigan's too close. I think Texas would have been a tougher matchup for Michigan because it would have been close to a home game and it would have been an incredible comeback win for Texas. And I like Washington, all right, but I just don't think, Bill, I just don't think across the board 
that they can do it. The other thing is, I didn't think Michigan played great against Alabama. I thought they played hard. But if you make mistakes that they made and you still beat Alabama, to me, that means you can play a better game the next week and even have a better result. Had they played the game of their life against Alabama and won, then you could say, well, are they ever going to do that again? That was the game of their life. I thought the Alabama-Michigan winner would win the national title. I still think that. And I think Penix is the best player in the field. But I, I just, when he's, I, I think Michigan's just got too much. I just think it's their year. And I just don't see him getting this far now and letting it get away. I would be surprised if Michigan lost Monday night. Tim Stout from the game, 7.30 a.m., radio, TV, newspaper, the Dean of Sports in the Lansing area, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Uh, Coach Smith, Jonathan Smith, who has taken over Michigan State football. From a distance, I think he's done everything and more than expected. I have heard some things that, you know, he's rubbing people the wrong way, and I can understand that because, A, he doesn't know who to trust yet. He's new. B, he wants to come in and reset everything from what it was. And I know when you get to boosters, when you get to personnel who has worked there forever, they're set in their ways. So I really don't buy into that. I I like... Again, from a distance, uh, everything he's done since he's been hired. What have you heard uh, both publicly, privately about the coach and how he's connecting to everybody in East Lansing? Well, he's had a lot on his plate, Bill, as you know, for the last month or so. I mean, he's had a lot of things to take care of. And as you suggest, and I agree, there are a lot of things he's got to undo uh, that just you know, he, he, that Michigan State wanted to change relative to how football was going to be produced at Michigan State from the previous regime. Now, you know, you read about a player move, either a guy brought in or a guy's out of the portal or guys in the portal. I think there's going to be a tremendous amount of move, but yet through the end of spring practice, because I think at the end of spring practice, there's going to be more movement with players out that either they want out or the players will want out themselves and they'll go find more players. I think they're very, very thin at quarterback. And I think how child, Adam Childs, who's their Oregon state guy, he's, he's in school. So he'll be in spring practice and based how he looks, I think will dramatically influence whether or not they think they're going to have to find more depth at position beyond what they already have. I, I think it's very difficult to ascertain where they are. I mean, they've got all these new coaches who come from all over the place. You know, they got a guy yesterday who spent a year with a defensive coordinator at Minnesota, and that was seven years ago. So they bring him in. Um, I, you know, so you got a staff that's got to get acclimated together. I think there's a lot, um, you know, of getting acquainted for everybody involved in that program, off the field, in the coaches' offices, in the weight room, all those players, players coming out of the portal, players are still going to go there, that it's extremely difficult to figure where they're going to be by the end of year one. I think one year from today, it'll be very interesting to see exactly where they are relative to everybody else on their schedule. But, you know, Bill, everybody else on their schedule has got a lot of changes coming, too. I mean, when they play Ohio State, that's going to be a different team. When they play Michigan, that's going to be a different team, let alone whether or not they've got any different coaches yet of these teams yet moving forward. So I think January 4th or 5th, whatever we are today, fifth, whatever. Uh, I think it's there's so many questions left to be answered because there's so many moving parts before the opening game that in Michigan State's case is August 31st at home against Florida Atlantic. Um, I have not heard about any feathers that he's ruffled the wrong way, so that I'm unfamiliar with, at least in any 
you know, direct area. I will be curious to know, because two months from the day the new president is to begin, is Michigan State going to try to have all of the legalities involving Tucker's arrangement behind him so that he doesn't have to face that or deal with any of that, or is it going to spill over into his regime once we get to March? I think that'll be fascinating to watch legally moving forward over the next two months. Yeah, it's not ruffling feathers. It's just a guy that is coming in, doing his thing. It was total disarray with Michigan State football, and we may even drift into the athletic department and president's office. That's uh, not an understatement by any means. And I could see where he's moving 100 miles an hour trying to get a staff. I like that there's not a lot of connection to people there that Barnett moved on and more. And I just think it's good for Michigan State. And when you get to Florida Atlantic and at Maryland and Louisiana at home and Boston College on the road and Ohio State and at Oregon and Iowa and at Michigan, they got a salty schedule. Everybody does now with the addition of the four Pac-12 schools. So I can't wait to see what Coach Smith will do. Stout on Sports weekday mornings, 10 a.m. on the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing. Huge show back live weekdays at 3 in Lansing on the game, 7.30 a.m. Great to hear all the Lansing callers, emails, tweets, Facebook posts. Thank you so much. Timmy, I always appreciate your time and your huge opinions. Absolutely. Enjoy the game, Bill. Talk to you again soon. Keep up the good work. Good to have you on board.